Hi guys, I'm Rich, one half of Beard and Bear. This is a message recorded on the 19th of June 2020. Due to ongoing revelations in the wrestling industry regarding currently emerging accusations against a number of UK independent WWE, NJPW and AEW wrestlers, we have felt compelled to affix this message to the start of our archived content. We have chosen to keep our archive content as is, for the purposes of transparency. Please be aware that discussions about wrestlers currently embroiled in the ongoing Britress abuse scandal were recorded before these revelations came to light. If you wish to hear our views on these accusations before you continue to listen to our archived content, please feel free to search for hashtag speaking out on our anchor.fm forward slash jfabe profile. In addition, on the back of recent protests and the Black Lives Matter movement, like everyone should, we have checked our privileges in context of what we have learned, particularly regarding sensitivity and microaggressions. I have discussed our past content with multiple people of various different races, creeds, religions, sexualities, genders um, from across our society, and feel some of it may not best reflect our views as they are currently held. However, This podcast has been left as it was originally released. Some opinions are kayfabe and are given by parody characters or personas that do not reflect the present views of Rich or Jay or the actors portraying them. Listener discretion is advised. Everything you hear from this point on is what was released on the original day of publishing. Thank you very much. Showing light. Rich and Jay. Jay and Rich. Woo! Uh, it is Wednesday, 7am GMT. The strangest time to release a podcast in the world. It is the 22nd of the 1st, 2020. <laughs> Maybe, but people seem to enjoy it, I guess. Um, yeah, I am Rich, this is Jay, we've got a lot of news to talk about, we're going to lead in with the news this week, and maybe talk about a bit of AEW, NXT, where are those two going, how's, how's shit hanging in Midcardsville, um, then of course we got Jay's crazy theories on who runs the Dark Order coming after that, going to be a jam-packed show. We're flying by the seat of our pants. I am about five hours out of where I would be comfortable if I was prepping for the show. I had a really full weekend. It was really good. Um, plus, I'm learning Welsh, so that's really confusing shit. <laughs> Welsh? Yeah, yeah. So, well, I'm, I'm going there on holiday in like six weeks. So. Oh, all makes sense then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know a lot of people in, in Wales speak English, right? Yeah, in fact, only um, 19% of people actually speak Welsh. Yeah. But, um, Richard Dickey, um, Jay Dickey, Camraig. Well, I was going to say it might be a bit rude not to learn some of the language before you went, so... Um, yeah, I mean, you've got that. It's, um, I mean, I know how to, for instance, tell people that I like coffee um, and that I don't like milk instead of coffee. Um, doing hoffy coffee, um, doing dim hoffy clay. 
Um, so, you know, nice, easy stuff. I also know how to tell people that um, I really enjoy being an unemployed actress. So um, the language course <laughs> I've got is really quite relevant. <laughs> Jay, what have you been doing with your week? Not learning Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> it is like the least commercially relevant language to learn as well. <laughs> Like I would, the only reason I wanted to learn it was because the person I was going with, I just wanted to surprise them by saying that really long place name that they've got in Wales. You know the place? Well, it's like what? Clamfair, Pool, Guinea, Gogeri, Kindrob, Villantalcilia, Gogogoch. I'm nearly there. A bit more than 25 letters? Uh, 56. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm nearly there, mate. <laughs> well, good, good, um, good. But good. yeah, then I thought if I could, if I'd like if I can talk if I can say that, then why don't I just learn the language um, in like six weeks? And that's what I'm doing. And then I found out that apparently it's harder to learn than Swahili, um, twice as hard as Swahili for an English-speaking person who doesn't know a second language already. Well, maybe you should get on that one next. What Swahili? Yeah, that's also not very marketable. I might just go for like French or something after this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know someone that speaks French. Yeah. They speak French to people on the phones and stuff at work. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And your job as a millionaire superstar. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. That's my job. <laughs> I don't know many languages. Superstar. I only know English and SQL. So. I know English. Mm. I, I knew <laughs> Klingon for a while, but that's all the memory, and I don't have that sound queued up. So I am moving on. Jay. Bukhtach, <laughs> 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 Jay. You Romulan. Uh, <laughs> so, that's what they call me. <laughs> yeah, Romulan Jay. Jay. Romulan Jay. Uh, yeah. He he is. I know exactly what I'm going to make your face when we finally get on YouTube. I know exactly how I'm going to edit that. Um, so yeah, plenty of interesting stuff going on in the okay. world of JFape. Uh, me and Jay have been hitting people up on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I've been hater. doing really well on Twitter. Have you? Yeah, I've <laughs> no. been doing. I've been. I've, I've been smashing it, mate. I've been smashing it. I have got. I have got shitloads of Twitter friends now, um, which are like real friends, except they don't really exist except in my phone. Um, but yeah, Yay. yeah, I, you know, I want to. I want to shout out to. In fact, I'm not going to shout out all my Twitter. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Mitch. Um, I hope I get a Twitter friend called Mitch. Um, today, um, I got. I got a like and a retweet from Session Moth, so I'm quite pleased with cool. myself. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so I called her a one one woman. She is wrestling's one woman hen night, which, uh, as you may remember, I've been calling her for years. So. <laughs> <laughs> All of these years. Yeah, many years, <laughs> many years. Um, right then. So moving on. This week there has been a lot of interesting, hilarious news. Um, the thing that is really kind of lighting up Twitter at the moment, as well as other various places, the reaction to Matt Hardy getting his head kicked in in two and a half minutes on Monday Night Raw, um, which three years ago would have been the most absurd thing in the world, wouldn't it? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, he came back with his woken gimmick after the Hardy thing fizzled mm. out again. Uh, doing quite yeah. well. I had Bray Wyatt with him as well. I mean, this is so, this is exactly what people said would happen, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, no, I expected this to happen. Mm. It happened later than I thought it was going to happen, mm. but it inevitably happened, and he is now just a jobber again. Hmm. And what's so frustrating about this is this is actually the point where people are crying out for Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy is still one of the hottest acts in the wrestling industry because of his Free the Delete series, all of his activity on on YouTube, his his social media stuff. Jay, what are you drinking? Anything good? Water. Oh, I'm drinking whiskey. Anything good? Um, Anything good that's not water? No? No, just water. Weird. Um, so yeah, well, sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Is is social media presence, all of that kind of stuff. Um, like he's been really kind of active, and then all of a sudden, just yeah, WWE are just like, oh well, Jeff's got himself in trouble, and you two are intrinsically linked, and the only reason that we would have Matt Hardy is because Jeff signed anyway. So let's make Matt Hardy job out to Rowan. Well, yeah, that's pretty much probably what has happened. I mean, it's WWE after all. But anyway, Jeff Hardy didn't really do anything that bad. He was just asleep on a beach at some cans. <laughs> like, um, well, yeah, of course, of course. I mean, it's it's one of those things that is this like just another case of Vince McMahon kind of wanted the toys, so he paid for them. And then just grew bored of them. Like, because, I mean, the big thing when they came in, um, that great WrestleMania, I remember being sat next to you and their music hitting and us just being absolutely over the moon to see them. Um, because we literally, hours before, sat and watched that phenomenal ladder match. Ladder match. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was the Young Bucks. Um, was anyone else involved? Was it Four Way? Uh, no, I think it was just the two of them. Two tag yeah, teams. yeah. Yeah. We'd watch that phenomenal ladder match um, between them and the Young Bucks um, for the... Um, was it ROH? ROH, yeah. Tag Team Titles. ROH Tag Team Titles. Um, and, yeah. Um, we, we'd literally watched that hours before um, before the pre-show. And then to have them there, we were just absolutely thrilled. But we were saying, and the rest of the internet were also saying, Vince McMahon is going to grow tired of these guys pretty fucking quick. They did their nostalgia pop, and I completely understood why they wouldn't go into the broken gimmick immediately. I mean, you have the nostalgia pop. Lasts about nine months. For them, it actually lasted nearly a year. Um, in I mean, fact, they were... The rest of the new crowd was chanting delete. They were doing the sign. Yeah. And that's that's fine. And I can understand why Vince, not understanding it necessarily, would say, no, go with your old gimmick. It's the more mainstream gimmick. Um, and then bring the delete in, delete stuff in. Um, and I can that understand just shows him doing how it. out of touch that he is. Because hmm. if I was booking it, totally would have done Broken Matt and Brother Nero straight off the bat. Yeah. I mean, that would have made would be the... what everyone wanted to see. Yeah, that would have made the sense. Um, and I think. I think that's the difference between if you were booking it and well, no, if if somebody who actually watches other wrestling was booking it, and if Vince McMahon was booking it, you see, Vince yeah. McMahon, he likes to dominate. 
and he he believes that if it hasn't happened outside of his four walls, then no one's seen it. Which nowadays isn't even true. Yeah. Um. You know there are people many, enter many many good indie promotions out there. Well, yeah. Um, people enter NXT to Audible Pops that have no right to get them in NXT if if Vince McMahon's assumption that no one watches indie wrestling is correct. Kushida, um, Shinsuke Nakamura, um, Kevin Owens. These are all people who had incredible... But it's a Samoa Joe. You know, I mean, if, if AJ Styles is as market, is marketable off the bat, that they can throw him in at number four at the Royal Rumble. Three. And... All right. Sorry, mate. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I'm just like three. <laughs> that was a psych out. I'm, I'm sure it was four. Um, it was <laughs> definitely three. Tell us on Twitter how wrong Jay is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're going to find out I'm totally right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, like, and then if he can go in, like, then surely people know enough about the wrestling industry to know that. Matt Hardy's broken. Um, have you seen the Free the Delete series? Have you had that opportunity? Uh, no, I haven't caught any of Matt Hardy's new new stuff. So I would strongly go out your way for it. What it effectively does, or my understanding of it, is that it effectively um, takes Woken Matt and um, Kenigan Matt. Um, or something. It takes it takes the Matt Hardy that has been in WWE <laughs> and destroys him um, and buries him effectively, um, and that's about it. So he kills the Woken Matt Hardy. Um, the Woken Matt Hardy is an illusion created by Kenigan, um, which is the creature that inhabits Bray Wyatt. Is the understanding that I got from the entire thing. Um, so Kenigan created Woken Matt in order to eventually enter Bray Wyatt um, I mean who comes up with these kind of stories (laughs) yeah no I know uh, that that kind of abstract storytelling in a wrestling context is just genius um, and more people should be doing it day to day day um i don't know why we haven't tried something like that i know <laughs> time travel and wrestling crazy crazy <laughs> should probably do that yeah definitely um of course if you do want to hear our take on time travel in wrestling you can always tune into our christmas special that is anchor.fm forward slash jfabe um jfabe is always a good yeah. plug um, I, th- I think it's something that we Plug need time. to... Like, I've been going back into the archives um, and listening to various great episodes, such as the episode where we went back to 1988 um, in our time machine that we apparently had oh, at one point. Um, <laughs> that happened. That was a great yeah, episode. Yeah, that was a great episode. Yeah. Um, or, of course, um, last week where things happened that we weren't aware of that we then found on the recording after due to mysterious kind of, but there's some, something going on with that Nigel McGuinness and all sorts. You you should listen. There's loads of interesting stuff. Anyway, moving past all of that, where is Matt 
Hardy to go. I mean, is he just to, as his YouTube suggests, become well-spoken Matt Hardy? Um, or is he going elsewhere? Well, yeah, he needs to make a jump, and he needs to make a jump somewhere that's going to allow him to be his own character. and um, Allow him to be a draw, yeah. I mean, he can draw an audience. I mean, probably only one place for him to go at this point. Hmm. MLW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking MLW. I mean, it's a, it's yeah. a rousing success. Um, they've had a string of bad luck um, through um, complete stuff that's completely not their doing. Um, you know, they've made solid employment decisions recently with um, great people like um, Jordan Miles and um, Teddy Hart. And that isn't a product that is slowly falling apart from the inside at all. Hey, Court Bauer, come at me, bro. <laughs> I mean, I used to watch that week in, week out, and I haven't watched it in about a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even remember when it is. Yeah. Can't remember, no. I, yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't. I, To be honest, I kind of lost patience with their entire shtick um, like as a network. Because obviously they were involved with Conrad as well and did all the um, all the podcasting and Talkish Jericho was on there a while ago. And they they haven't had um, anything worth listening to or watching in a fucking minute, mate. Like, there's been nothing going on. But clearly, clearly, we should be talking about Matt Hardy going to AEW. Yeah. Um, I think uh, is, is now a good time to maybe segue this into what you want to really talk about um, in regards to AEW because I, I think it, we're going to be incapable of having this discussion without it. Well, I mean, can do. I mean, it's only clutching at straws with Matt Hardy. I, I don't think he, he will... I don't know, because you say clutching at straws, but I mean, saying the guy... I mean, if... Because I mean, the big the big pointer is this concept of um, is this concept of the guy, the the like supreme leader of the Dark Order saying wonderful, right? Well, yeah. So mm. basically, there was a promo uh, that Uno had. Uh, mm-hmm. It was more of a vignette, um, and. The last word he said was, this will be wonderful. And that's pretty much all I've got from Matt Hardy. There's no other reason why Matt Hardy would yeah. be the leader of the Dark Order. But yeah, it but, is. Had, but let but me put words it this way. in promos in AEW mean a lot. And you yeah. have to take these one words. And... Well, this is more than just one word. This is a fucking catchphrase. If he'd have said, if he'd have instead finished that promo by saying, and that's the bottom line, and then Stone Cold's contract was coming up, we'd be having the same fucking conversation. You know what I mean? It, it's, I you, so. can't, you can't work as an independent wrestler and not be aware of that um, as a catchphrase. That catchphrase was synonymous with his character. It would be like him saying, if you smell what the Dark Order is cooking... At the end of that, so I, I'm I'm almost thinking that they've been hedging their bets with Matt Hardy, but I think that he has. I don't know because 
are these people independent contractors? I think that's what we need to know. And you are you ready for this? Yeah. Because this is I'm going to I'm going to throw some truth at you here. Um throw in fact, Rich and Jay investigates. Um Wait, 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 wait. Gonna do it, gonna do it, gonna do a theme. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. There we go. There we go. Rich and Jay investigates. Ooh. Rich and Jay investigates. Ooh. Anyway. Um, the Dark Order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a, that's a theme. That, that's, it's always gonna go like that now. Um, Never heard that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I played that on the piano in the background. And whistled. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the drum sounds um, is just what happens if you if you um, put crepe paper on piano strings, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no. So here's the truth, right? Um, he cannot enter discussions while he's on a D- um, WWE contract. He cannot enter discussions with AEW about potentially working there. What he can do is talk with private contractors within the business who happen to be working for AEW about potential gimmicks. I think AEW would be willing to do... They could be sending out feelers. They could be sending out feelers. Alternative to that, I think AEW would be more than happy to put in little nods to him and then if that deal doesn't go down the line then they can always swerve away from it because it's not a solid it's not a solid it could be considered a red herring it's not a solid kind of we're probably ran by Matt Hardy you know what I mean <laughs> they're not doing that they just literally said one word and we've already debated it for six minutes that that word is relevant or not and that's what they're going for WWE would not do that they wouldn't allow that but I think that AEW is the kind of place where they would do that on a gentleman's agreement and probably not have a backup plan probably not no mm. probably not I think the one thing I've learned about AEW since watching them, as much as I rate certain elements on the product and as much as I deride certain elements on the product, I I can say for with absolute certainty they don't know what they're doing one week from the next. Um, you know, they put sometimes they put on a great match, sometimes they don't. They're an entertaining watch, often, but they don't know what's on next week. They should have some kind of like plan for that. I mean, well, yeah, pay for you coming up, they should really be working towards that. Well, I mean, Bash at the Beach, which they can, yeah. Where was the build? There was no build, it was like, oh, um, and next week it's we're we're theming it Bash at the Beach, it's gonna be exactly the same, but we're gonna have a woman on a high chair, um, in a bikini, and here's some matches. That's pretty much it. There's some palm trees. Hmm. It should have been. They should have called it (laughs) Bash at the Shitty WCW set that we've recycled. (laughs) They should have actually had it at a beach. Yeah. That's fair. Just like WCW did. (laughs) (laughs) That was. Well, that's what I was actually expecting. 
Um, you know, I was actually expecting that. See, I'm looking forward actually to this week's Rock and Rager and C, which will be airing. Um, if you're listening to this on day of release, it'll be airing tonight, actually, um, Wednesday the 22nd, um, or actually tomorrow morning if you're listening in the UK. Um, but Jericho's Cruise, I'm looking forward to that being different visually. Because if you put match, if you took a match from every single show that AEW have done since Double or Nothing, stuck them all side by side, um, like you know, one match from Double or Nothing, one match from Fighter Fest, what apart from the ones in Jacksonville, me and you couldn't tell anybody what which one they appeared on. You wouldn't look at a match and say, "Oh, that was from all uh, that was from All Out," you know, because yeah. the set was different. WWE syndrome, like everything looks the same, mm. apart from the name of the pay per view. Yeah, I mean they've even got four versions of that bloody chandelier. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, no, it's just now part of Cody Rhodes' ridiculous mm. entrance. Yeah, um, and it's cool and everything. I get they're trying to get the most bang for their buck, and it's obviously working because there have been. See what you did oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So do I now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was totally un- unintentional. Um, and they're obviously trying to get more bang for their bucks, but it's and it, and it has worked because I mean, there's other big news coming out this week that was announced fairly shortly after last week's episode, um, which was, of course, the news that. AEW have been signed for another three years. Um, you're you're aware of this, I assume. I am. I'm going to have another TV episodic thing going on. Yeah, they've got another hour um, on TV. It's it's thought that that will probably be on Fridays. Um, however, yeah, it might just be putting dark on there. That's it. They could be. Um, I mean, I I'm unsure as to whether they're going to record an extra hour or whether they're going to do some jiggery pokery with the with the dark content that they already have um i think that they will be better off um i think they will probably be better off doing um the latter um from what i've read they're going to record it all at the same taping if they if they are and they don't do something then it's going to be four hours worth of content they're going to need a deeper roster Oh yeah, <laughs> like they they can't have two shows and have the roster they've got at the moment. I mean, it's dying at the moment. Yeah, the they have uh, most of the time ridiculous. I'm enjoying it, but no, some of them some of the matches are there are there are criticisms now which are which are kind of rearing their ugly head. Um, over choreographed matches like tag matches. That has been kind of a, a, a kind of sore point for a little while with a lot of people. Um, I, I, have you felt that there's a bit of over choreography happening there? Because that that six, seven, eight man suplex that happened on last week's episode yeah, with Orange Cassidy. Sorry, the match wasn't that bad. 
The match wasn't bad, but when they break halfway through to do what is effectively a fucking dance routine, it takes everyone out of it. Like, I get that sometimes these things happen in the indies and get a fucking round of applause, but you can't be doing them every week. The reason that they are so special is because they happen. You know, once in a blue moon. You know, things like Cara Noir and... um, Ildra Dragunov, for instance, their matches, they had loads of spots like that that were over choreographs, but it was paced well, the match was paced perfectly in all, on all three occasions, um, and, you know, it didn't feel over choreographed as a result. It felt like a natural part of those characters. Do you, can you believe... Natural progression. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um... <laughs> Can you believe the concept of these people coordinating that kind of thing and thinking, oh, the most tactically intelligent thing I can do now is join this scrum of people who are clearly going to suplex the other people and then wait for Orange Cassidy to be the deciding factor? Like, why would any of those people do that? Why would they not just be like, oh, okay, well, everyone else is doing that. I'm just going to go and walk behind them and low blow each and every one of them while the referee's looking like a fucking dick in the corner doing fuck all about it. Not counting anyone. Because it's wrestling. And that's well, what that's, in wrestling sometimes. That's what happens in indie wrestling sometimes, yeah. And that's what happens in a lot of TV wrestling as well. I'm not disputing that. But... The key to what you are saying is sometimes, not every fucking tag match. Yeah. Hadouken. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I enjoyed the Hadouken spot. <laughs> <laughs> we are, of course, talking about the Hadouken spot from the match between Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus um, Lucha Thingy Thingy What's It. Lucha Bros and who was on their team? That guy from ROH. Uh, yeah. That guy from ROH. Um, he might be ROH. Possibly. That was at Fighter Fest. They're the trio champions now as well in Mexico. Oh, okay. I can't remember his name. Oh, Dragon Lee. No, I can't no. Dragon Lee. Not Dragon Lee. Yeah, the other one. <laughs> You're the other one that wears a mask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is only one, two, three, four people who wear masks in all of wrestling. Um, and, of course, that brings us... Excalibur. <laughs> oh, I saw one of Excalibur's mas- matches the other night. Yeah? Yeah. How was that? So, anyway... Nah, he was alright. He was alright. Um... Yeah, he was all right. I watched one of his earlier matches in CZW, um, and that was kind of interesting. Um, he always had a good mic delivery style. It's like, even though it was a lucha, didn't really fucking matter. Every single match, they were throwing a fucking mic at him and say, make the crowd like you. Um, and it was working. Um, so it's obvious what his, what his talent was. Um, now he's doing it. Are we uncovering the Dark Order? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we are? Do you think he is the he is the guy? No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> well, who do you think is, Jay? Well, I mean, there's rumbles that it was meant to be Marty, 
that he decided to sign Gennetti. with Genetti. Yeah, Marty Genetti. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, were yeah. talking about Berlin Enterprises, Marty Squirrel, uh, okay. Berlin Club. Um, but yeah, I know they've signed. Have they signed Marty Genetti? Is that did that actually happen? Um, yeah, yeah, no. Um, what they did was they were like, um, "Oh, is it okay to sign Marty Janetti now that um, now that everyone's forgotten that he asked everybody if it was okay that he f- wanted to fuck his the girl who he thought it was his daughter." That's that's what they did, and everyone on Twitter were like, "Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, definitely, definitely sign him." And then they did. <laughs> I yeah, genuinely don't know whether. I genuinely don't know if Marty Jannetty is in employment by AEW, but if he is, that is news to me, and that is ridiculous. Yeah. But well, in Marty Squirrel's new contract, he is allowed to work yeah. for other companies. So... Yeah. It wasn't his contract, like, really huge as well, wasn't it? Like, several... Like, people were saying WWE money. They were saying WWE money, yeah. Do we know if that is the case? I don't know, to be fair. Fuck me! I was only joking, but they have actually hired Marty fucking Janetti oh, literally yeah. yesterday. Wow. <sighs> sake. On January the 20th, 2020, it was announced that Marty Janetti was offered executive vice president position at AEW for $650,000 a year by Kenny Omega, which Janetti accepted. Unfortunately... He was fired immediately and reinstated for a million dollars a year. What is going on? Is that like, is this like one of those stupid indie in jokes? No, 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 no. That is literally, this is yesterday's episode of Being the Elite. Did you know anything about this? Well, I heard rumblings that they signed him. I didn't, didn't believe it. Oh, for fuck's sake! Why are they? Why are they running all of their business deal? Why is Marty Janetti involved in? Right. Anyway, no, that's not the subject. We're going back to the dark order. Marty Skull. Yeah. So basically, so basically, this is going well, isn't it? So basically, <laughs> I'm enjoying it, and I'm sure our audience are. We do it. We do a Richard J investigate by wandering around the issue and then occasionally <laughs> jumping back into it. <laughs> Winging it. <laughs> <laughs> I love winging it. It's winging yeah. it day. Wing it Wednesday, guys. Wing it Wednesday. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. ROH made him a top player instantly. This would have made him a top player instantly in the world of AEW if he was the leader of Dark Order, but clearly it's probably not going to happen. He's got this thing going off with um, right. Magnus and and. and, and NWA, NWA, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, at the moment, so he's probably gonna fight for the title there as well. I mean, the Venom Enterprises all up in that as well. So they'll be doing both mm. shows. What are your thoughts on him also being the lead booker? Are you aware of this? Well, Mike's gonna be the lead booker of ROH. Mike Skrull is the lead booker of ROH now. <laughs> what? Yeah, no. Not only did he get WWE main roster money level, um, his contract also makes him lead booker for the company. Well, they really want to keep him, didn't they? 
Oh yeah. Um, it will also allow him to work with NWA and JPW and AEW as well. Yeah. Fuck me. He is making loads of money there, mate. Yeah, he is absolutely fucking killing it, smashing it, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I've always rated him. Um, I mean, his series with Tommy End um, with Progress Wrestling, that's demandprogress.com um, for anyone who hasn't joined the fucking Was this as Party Marty? Um, no, no. He's, he, no. He had a, he had, no, he developed that character there. Uh, Party Marty became the villain in ROH. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, he had a great series with Tommy End um, at, from about chapter 24 up to about chapter 29. Um, he had a fantastic series with... Um, Do you ever sleep? Mark Haskins. <laughs> Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> um, not at the moment, no. I've, right, I've cool. been going through a mania phase, and therefore mm. I have been watching nothing but wrestling. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. I am not happy. <laughs> Well, anyway, I don't think that Marty's <laughs> going to be the leader of the Dark Order because I don't think he's going to be a very good fit as a leader. I mean, yeah, I just it just wouldn't work. So, on to the person that I think it is going to be. Oh, shall I play the music again? Oh yeah. Um, this is I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this as background music now as you as you reveal the truth and open all of our eyes. Before this, we were all just sheeple. Open your eyes, people. Jay's gonna open your eyes. Open our eyes, Jay. I mean, people have just overlooked this person. They online in wrestling forums. They no one mentions him. Now this man said in his promo that he has no friends. This his entrance guy. is the most ridiculous and most self-serving. At the beginning, he was the only one with character development. (laughs) He is the most over in AEW. He is the American Nightmare. He is Cody. You like that? (laughs) I do. Why? You did that really well. We should we should get you in to do more scripted promos like that. That was good. Um, (laughs) That was unscripted as well. Totally off the cuff. You can really go against music. Actually, you could you could take my job from me. Um. So, Jay, why do you think it's Cody? What what other clues do you think have been dotted throughout? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. Well, he's t- he elite's being attacked. <laughs> the elite is being attacked at the moment. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. That makes sense. Um. So, <laughs> so the elite's being attacked, and he's coming out to save them. Um, I mean, his wife is part of the Nightmare Collective. Uh, the Nightmare on, on Collective. Twitter, on yeah, Twitter, yeah. we were saying how they're sitting across from each other on the table, and I was saying that Freddie Rose was giving Cody the dead eye whilst tapping Luther on his head, but you could have on the other side Cody sitting on his throne with Uno as his seat. That is an interesting point. Um, you do mention this, and it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, the Nightmare Collective uh, does kind of beg for more than just, you know, a fat, bold guy, a thin, bold woman, and 
karma. You know, like that's not a collective, that's barely a car share. And probably Britt Baker when she decides to heal. Hmm. Who? Britt Baker, you know. Who's she? Adam Cole's girlfriend. Oh, Adam Cole's girlfriend, yeah. Um, yeah, it could be her. Uh, <laughs> not the leader yeah. of Dark Order. That wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> I think that'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> you know. She's, I mean, I hear that, I hear that in the future she's chief science officer on a ship somewhere. MJF well, you heard me. it here first, everybody. Cody, Cody's going to be the leader of the Dark Order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> put money on it. Take it to the bank. I did. That synth lasted too long. Um... <laughs> also, there's another fan theory that, that um, not mine, that they should have Teddy Biossi and Teddy Biossi Jr. as the leader of the Dark Order because they got loads of money. No. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's just that, that. It's a no from me. That is that is my my hand going down the button, putting the big red cross above them. Um, all of the fans boo me. Um, I give a Simon Cowell speech about how Ted DiBiase done um, and stop doing. No, not cool. Um, well, <clears throat> because you yeah. know Cody's got all the limelight, and uh, and when there was in WWE, um, Cody became bigger than Ted DiBiase, who just went off to the background, and did nothing. And that's why he will become the leader of Dark Order. Um, no, I re- I reckon that there is there is something to what you're saying about the Nightmare Collective. Cody is better as a heel, and his heel character would fit Dark Order really well. All they need to do is put a mask on him. Not only that, but well, they don't even need to put a mask on him. Although he did do well with a mask and a moustache, actually. Um, he could do evil any of those and be evil um, and moustached people are usually evil um, menacing menacing yes <laughs> menacing I love it when they bristle it before as they say something 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 wrong um, yeah I, 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 I think that there could be it would I would be much more forgiving of their first f- 17 weeks of television if they managed to pull that off, because I have been saying repeatedly that this is all the same gimmick. You have the Nightmare Collective, which is the same gimmick as, um, effectively the same gimmick as the Dark Order, yeah? Yeah. Then you've got the you've got the Inner Circle, who have a name which is uh, very dark and sinister, and you add to the fact that all three of those have been running recruitment attempt storylines recently, um, especially with the Dark Order trying to now um, recruit Kenny Omega um, being their current mission objective according to last week's vignette. Well, you know that Hangman Page will probably join. I don't think Hangman Page will. I don't think that's the that's the current glide path for, for Hangman Page's character. Um, but I don't see how I don't see how Kenny Omega fits into it. Um, so my general thought would be, and it's time for us to predict stuff um, and speculate, which is really, really, really we shouldn't be doing, but, you know, fuck it, the ball's rolling. Um, I think Hangman Page is going to continue with his alcoholism storyline. I think 
a series of events are going to happen which is going to cause him to drunkenly insinuate or assume that Kenny Omega is working against him as part of the Dark Order. I reckon that is going to lead to a series of matches um, and then the true leader of the Dark Order is going to be revealed, possibly Cody. Cody. Um, and the two are going to unite. Um, Hangman Page is going to get over his alcohol addiction and use that to get a very... Um, to get at least, a, if not um, an actual victory, a moral victory over the perpetrators of all of this. So I think Hangman Page's, Hangman Page's alcoholism storyline, and the good thing about an alcoholism storyline in wrestling is that um, it can lead to redemption. Like a heel is never a heel, like fully if they're if if they're only a heel when they're drunk, because. That's their demons. That's their trauma, effectively working its way into the general day-to-day world, um, and that is how you keep somebody morally clean, while also being able to make their actions completely bankrupt of logic or purity, as it were. And I think that's what they'll do with him because that'll get him over as a bigger face when he does kick the habit and kick some ass. Go on to win the AEW Championship. Yeah. Um, I mean, you start off where the fans are giving you drinks and you want to be at the point you want to be at the point where fans don't want to give you their drinks and you have to take them off them. You know, in order to in order to sell that. And once you get to that point, you know you're over as a heel when you're drunk. And that's that I think is what he's aiming for long long term. Or I hope he's aiming for. Otherwise it's just Hangman Page, look at him drink. Isn't he a great drinker? Now watch him do 17 <laughs> front flips. <laughs> you know, which I don't think that they should be going for. Well, we'll see. We can't just be like, oh yeah, well that's AEW because we don't really know yet, to be fair. But they're not yeah. telling we don't know stories, where they stand. So. We don't know where they stand morally. Um, they're being very slow at telling stories. And most of the stories they're telling are very one-dimensional at the moment. Um, and I'm hoping that we can maybe get a bit more from them. AEW, pull your fucking finger out. Um, we've talked a lot about AEW. We've done a bit of news. Um, we are 40 minutes in. Um, is now a good time for me to refill my drink. And for us to go for a short break. What do you think, Jay? I think that might be a good idea. When we come back, we will be discussing um, why I keep on missing my cues to play music. Um, Along with other things such as NXT this week, how did it stack up against AEW? We've then got to, of course, talk ratings. Ratings are a very important element. Um, Karen Wah made big news this week as have a few other Progress Originals. Um, And, of course, we have all the great stories and chatter from around the wrestling webosphere. Um, Yeah. Webosphere. It's a thing. Webosphere. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things. It's a webosphere. It's the World Wide Web. Oh, there's the button. Awesome. Well, Alexa, guess we're a bit boned. Taz, not everything is lost. They abducted the ship and kept you alive for a reason. Yeah, but you know what they say. You don't get as rich as Tony Khan without, you know, 
being a Lelevo. Tony Khan is boarding the ship. Alexa, keep yourself quiet. He doesn't need to know you've got AI. Taz, it's such a pleasure to finally meet you. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you, Mr. Khan. Quite a rebellion you got up here. Out in the middle of nowhere. The hand of Mei Young, 17,000 light years from the United Entertainment of Planets. Why, thank you, Taz. Listen, I think we may have got off on the wrong foot. Oh, really? Don't you turn out to be like Han Solo's son or something? I heard about the Battle of 316. I heard you lost some good men. Only time, Dukes. And you know, they have a habit of coming back. Not all of them. I hear somebody died before he rejuvenated fully. Jesse? Who told you this? When you have as much money as me, you can get anywhere and find out anything. I don't believe you. Jesse could survive anything. Your faith in your stable is commendable, Peter. Call me Peter again and I'll chop your fucking dick off. I do apologize. Sometimes all this time in deep space, I forget the rules. Not all wrestlers like to be referred to by their real name. Not all wrestlers' Wikipedia pages are true. I was never called Peter. Well, I guess we're both learning stuff about each other. What do you want? I have a problem. I need to get through a wormhole. And a certain robot is not waking up. I need you to go and find something for me. Go on. I need the DNA of Rich and Jay. You know, from that stupid fucking podcast, it takes nothing seriously. Oh yeah, I've met him a few times. He's great fun. You've really got your work cut out for you. That's why I'm thinking of sending you. See, I know you're not the Taz who's worked for us previously. I know you're a much earlier version. Who told you this? I have a line into the Ministry of Anomalous Affairs. They have full access to the JFABE archive at anchor.fm forward slash JFABE. Show what? I've never worked for you. What's the problem? You know the Chinese have the same word for problem that they do opportunity. Well, I don't think the Rebellion have time ships, so you have a problem. How would you like the opportunity to make a lot of money? I don't know. That voice makes you sound pretty fucking evil. Does Stephen Hawking sound evil to you? Showed. Could you just make the check out to Peter? You just write Peter right there. Yeah, that's where it goes. <laughs> Everybody has a price. Dude, stop stealing people's gimmicks. It's not cool. Welcome back. Shine light. Oh, that was a nice break. Got myself some drink that I nearly drank um, in the time I was waiting for us to actually start recording again. I am terrible. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Uh, so, some news coming out of AEW Towers last week, um, just after 
Yeah, but we were kind of expecting this, um, me and you, weren't we? Um, we've got a bit of a hotline into this situation anyway, or have had in the past at least. Um, Taz um, finally got confirmed as a permanent member of staff over at um, Tony Khan's House of Barnstormers. Thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, you can still commentate. I mean, he's done a lot of podcasting, so he throws a, throws a podcast dynamic into it as well now. Mm. So he's kind of got his own style going on. Yeah. Um, I mean, hearing his work on AEW at least, um, have enjoyed it. Out of the classic commentators, I would go so far as to say that Taz is probably the most in his element nowadays. Um, I mean, he's been doing his work um, on the podcast fairly fairly common. I mean, he appears not only on JFabe, um, anchor.fm forward slash JFabe, but also appears on his CBS podcast as well. Um, he was also doing play-by-play um, for certain sporting events for CBS um, previous to this um, during... Um, I think he's been doing baseball, football, um, doing American football talk. He had his own thing on CBS Radio as well, talking American football exclusively. So it's not like he has been away from talking about sports um, in this time. He's not kind of... JR branched into this whole nostalgia genre, um, as did Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone, uh, on the other hand, he continued to call sports, but he was calling baseball um, exclusively for about the 20 years that he wasn't doing Nitro um, in between those and only recently started moving back into wrestling. Um, Whereas Taz has consistently been outputting weekly shows um, during that time. And that shows in his impact on the product. Would you say that? I didn't realise he was doing baseball. That shows how much I know about Tony Schiavone. Um... Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what Tony Schiavone has been doing for the last 20 years. He wanted nothing to do with wrestling, felt it, the industry had kind of dried up for him and moved on to doing local high school and um, and kind of regional baseball in his hometown, um, which I think is Minnesota, but please don't quote me on that. Feel free to tweet at no, not a time to... No, Chicago. Week. Is it Chicago? No. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it because of the... Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, they call it the Twin Cities for for a reason. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, I yeah, I worked with someone from Chicago, and I did ask them about that in the week. I was like, oh, she's like, oh no, they are definitely their own places. Um, I I had the discussion with the mayor of Rosemont once, and I was like, what? And she's like, oh yeah, I was at some kind of fancy dinner. And I was just like, I work with some weird people. She's a contractor. All right. That's good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think Taz is I think Taz is absolutely hitting it out of the park in regards to um, his output and has continued to do so for quite a while. Um, I am, of course, obliged to say that because otherwise he will choke me the fuck out in my own home again. Yeah, he will. <laughs> I mean, are you alright from that, Rich? Did that did that shake you up a little bit? Um. Well, 
I'm fine now that the night terrors have stopped. Um, you know, I'm only having to, I'm only having to change my sheets every three or four days now, so that's good. Um, yeah, the the redness has kind of gone down, and occasionally, like if I feel someone in the street is walking behind me, I turn around and just black mask them in the face. Um, and by black mask them, sure I mean... you do. <laughs> what I actually mean is, I attempt to black mask them, and then my trousers split, and then I have to buy new jeans. And that has happened at least six times. So thank you, Taz. Um, my, <laughs> my, my therapist will be billing you directly, mate. Peter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> I, mean, I think we're on first name terms when somebody chokes you out on your um, on on your podcast. Like that's that's like first name terms kind of kind of thing going off there, isn't it? I would say so. I would mm. say so. Anyway, um, <laughs> he's he's tried to call to apologise. Um, I am not touching it. I'm not touching it. He ignored my calls for 300 days. I'm done. I'm done with Taz on this show. I'm done with it, mate. Oh. Like, I don't know. know. I like Taz. We're going to have to... Apart from checking you out, but other than that... No, no. I, th- I, I think the guest format was fine. Um, it worked really well last week. Um... You know, we'll just see, have to see who rings from the from the retardist because I'm not playing where the fuck is Taz again. If I don't know, was where the fuck is Corey that good? Um, well, I guess this one's a bit decider of that, really. Um, yeah, hit us up if you liked where the fuck is Corey that appeared on last week's episode. It was absolutely hilarious. Um, Jay didn't like it one jot. Um, Let's move on from this Taz thing. Um, I'm going to have a few drinks, see if I feel like playing the music to summon Taz um, and allow him into my home, um, which I believe is how it works. Um, Like a vampire. (laughs) Jay, save me! (laughs) No, I mean, generally save me. What are we moving on to? Oh, okay. I'm dying here. Sorry. <laughs> Go, oh. learn, learn radio code, mate. I literally thought you was going to transition to where the fuck is Taz. Um, oh, so, no, no, NXT. no. I'm, I'm, I've got to have a few drinks before I start. You go on about NXT, mate. Boom, bang it out. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> was it a hard-hitting affair? It fucking was, mate. No, so... so... <laughs> yeah, go for it. Oh... Oh no, no, it's all right. Everything's going well here. So, one of the main things about NXT was great, obviously, is the Dusty Classic. Uh, Mm. That is Dusty Classic, absolute fucking banger. Um, I think we got our match of the week um, from NXT in regards to um, obviously Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. Um, All progressed, Alien. All progress alumni, 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 aluminium, all of them, all of them progress <laughs> aluminium, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all of them are um, fucking phenomenal, 
Um, if you want to catch Matt Riddle's run, um, you're looking at episodes um, 25 to about 40, um, where he really kind of starts kicking in. Some of his best work with Pete Dunne um, happens um, fairly early. Um, but of Even course, though he's like, oh, I've never met this guy before. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> you're a bruiser weight, um, bro. We'll be the bruiser weights. Hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, WWE exists in its own kayfabe inside the kayfabe of the rest of the industry, but still, yeah, fairly fucking banging. Um, Jay, any thoughts on that match? Ripped. Ripped. Um, From what I remember, I thoroughly enjoyed it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... It was great back and forth between both of them. Um, there was a great spot with the double somersault plancher to the outside. That was pretty awesome. Mm. As well. Yeah. I mean, um, really, Dunn and Riddle had to isolate Andrews. Um, Bruiserweight connected with a forearm um, to counter a shooting star press, and Dunn hit the bitter end. Um, the true well, interest... Into, into the knee. Uh, yeah, it was. It was a uh, bitter end into Riddle's knee. Um, so, I mean, it showed that the two are working quite well together fairly quickly. Um, the one concern that this kind of thing gives me when they do sell these is, oh, well, we, we just go together for the Dusty Classic. We've never even met each other before. You know, when the kayfabe is like that, um, is what it implies is that to have the level of skill that Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andros displayed literally eight days earlier um, at the um, UK TakeOver Blackpool 2... Um, is just something that you're in that doesn't take practice, and you have to be, and you can just do if you're really talented. You know, it's like the, it's like it negates the hard work of those who do do tag team wrestling by saying, "Oh, these two rando rando kind of singles wrestlers just got together just now," when really those guys have been uh, toured and fought each other numerous times and had yeah, a Pete, working Pete and, relationship. And Mark Andrews got into the business together. So, exactly. So you got Pete Dunne, Mark Andrews got into the business together. Um, Matt Riddle has worked with all four, all three of these other competitors yeah. on numerous occasions um, throughout the last decade. Um, Pete Dunne, exactly the same. And pretending that Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle had never contacted each other or connected to each other is just kind of saying, fuck you, tag team wrestlers. Two singles wrestlers who d- never even met and have completely different styles can just be thrown together if they're talented enough. Fuck you up. You know what I mean? Do you feel that that's, that's possibly one of the problems it, that the it really has? The, the audience intelligence, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, it really so does. They shouldn't really be doing that. They should acknowledge everything that's happened before, in my opinion, but they probably never will. Yeah, I mean, Vince McMahon's very much got his head in a long time ago um, in how he wants things to be ran, and he's very much a case of never mention the competition. Um, I think that's ultimately pointless, and I think tri- Triple H um, is probably in agreement, judging by the acknowledgements of... Um, of the acknowledgements of people's larger library of work that comes up in the case of, say, Kashida and Alex Shelley, um, the Time Splitters and the Grizzled Young Veterans. Um, yeah, that, to me, was a great match as well. Um, what were your thoughts on that? I mean, that's the second big match of the night, obviously. Alex Shelley and Kashida were doing what they did best. To be fair, uh, great specialist tag team wrestling. Um, he was mm. cut the ring in half. 
you saw um, Alex Shelley's capabilities with his uh, mat wrestling, his high flying skills. Um, draws a young veterans. Uh, James Drake is actually impressing me these days, even though mm. I fucking said he was shit and he should, well, probably stop wrestling. I think I said that at one point in my life. Uh, <laughs> 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 you may. So have yeah, done. so the the mat, mat game with um, Zach Gibson as well. Mm. So he had the styles flowing really well with Alex Shelley and Zach Gibson. Hmm. So, all in all, it was a great match. I would have thought they would have put time splitters over, hmm. but clearly they're having the young um, veterans so the, probably going to the, the final. I would see it that way. The I mean that's probably one of the better ways of um, one of the better ways of booking it. Um, the grizzled young veterans are probably um, one of the best tag teams in the world at this stage. Um, I think it's easy to say. Um, would you be happy to say that? Not really. Um, well, then, <laughs> they're a great tag team. I wouldn't say they're the best. Uh, I would say uh, no. I didn't best. say. I said one of the best. I would say they're the best British tag team in the world, and Britain produces the best wrestlers. And that is probably a biased opinion, but they kind of do. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and I would say that Zach Gibson is is fucking phenomenal. Granted, he's carrying James Drake somewhat. Um, oh yeah. Definitely I mean that's that's fairly obvious, but you know, give it another few years, and it may be the other way round. Um, Zach Gibson would be a brilliant teacher, but no, I generally do think that the grizzled young veterans are one of the best tag teams in the world at the moment. Um, um, but a lot of people were saying that the introduction of Alex Shelley was just really a one shot, so that they didn't have to sell a loss, um, or that Kushida didn't have to sell a pinfall loss. Um, and they didn't have to damage any of their stars doing so, and also to get people watching. Um, and we're not going to see Alex Shelley again. What is what? I don't <laughs> think we're going to. Yeah, that's that's the impression I've been getting is that he was just a a one shot contractor. Wow. And it was that's literally. Sad. Yeah, that's very sad. I would like to see Alex Shelley in NXT. That would be quite interesting. Yeah, but I think he is literally signed to the Dusty Classic just for that. Um, of course, we are missing um, Keith Lee promising to start 2020 off by stopping the Undisputed Era. Um, this led to, um, this was my time with Keith Lee at the top of the show that led to his foot being injured severely um, after a noose chair situation with the old stomp. You know the noose one. Chair. New uh, chair. Stop yeah. on that chair. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Which then, but Tommaso Ciampa came out at one point, didn't he? Trying to make the save. Uh, yes, that was indeed the case. Um, Tommaso Ciampa um, sent the entire group running. Um, so Lee was hurt a little bit afterwards, um, and it was later revealed that he was ready to compete. Um, a brawl broke out backstage later in the night. And Lee sent Strong running, promising to fulfil the prophecy. The biggest concern about that, although it was a very, very good section, um, the biggest concern about that was that he just completely stopped selling that fucking ankle. In which case, why do it? No, it just become pointless. It, yeah, there's never very much to say to that. And he's got to be keep selling that injury all the time whilst he's on camera. Yeah, because otherwise. Well, yeah, otherwise, no point to it. 
there is no point to it. Why would you do the spot and then air pre-taped footage that shows him without that injury? Because that was pre-taped. That was outside stuff. But it's like an AEW. Like, Moxley gets stabbed in the eye. There's no blood. Go go to the ambulance and he's got blood around his eye. Well, we know know that the only reason... We know that the only reason they're doing that is so that this week on the Jericho cruise he can turn up as a fucking pirate. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the obvious thing that they're doing there because why would Jericho let him on his ship? Yeah. They really should have thought yeah. about that. Like, I hope they have thought about that, actually. Um... Other than that, Leo Rush, Tyler Breeze, Isaiah Swerve, Scott. Um, they had a oh, great match. Absolutely phenomenal match. Um, and then there was a woman's battle royal, which was a woman's battle royal. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't well, it's a... better than anything that AEW is putting out in the women's division. Well, to be fair, I've taken shits which are better than anything AEW is putting out in the women's division. <laughs> that, we ha- that we haven't mentioned um, Sebastian Jamper getting jumped by a um, Undisputed Era and Johnny Gogano making the save uh, yes this was indeed the case um, Tommaso Jamper called out Undisputed Era about halfway through the show um, he stated that he wanted to get Goldie back this was on the back of his, his, um, his running and safe Um it was a fairly... How did you feel about this in regards to storytelling? It was a fairly rushed way of kind of reintroducing DIY as a concept. It was, it? but um, there wasn't much time until Wars Collide, so they had to bring them together at some point, somehow, for uh, it to make yeah. sense and then to be tag-teaming against Mustache Mountain. Yeah, of course, it did work quite well, because then, of course, you got a backstage segment towards the end where they were like, Hey, dude. Hey, bro. Want to reform next week and find Mustache Mountain? That sounds totally cool. DIY, DIY. You know that that literally that was the entire promo. Um, but it worked. I'm psyched for it. Are you psyched for Worlds Collide? Worlds Collide is going to be pretty fucking awesome. Mm. It probably be the best show of the weekend. Um, but... Yeah. All right. Uh, every match on there has the chance to steal the weekend. Um, but the match <sighs> I'm looking forward to is Finn Balor versus Dragonoff. That is the one that is going to steal the weekend, I feel. Um, I don't think that Finn Balor would do his first NXT takeover, really. Um, well, proper NXT takeover. This is Wars Collide. Well, yeah, I don't think he'd do his first proper pay-per-view as a member of the NXT roster is probably a better way of putting it. Um, Did he face Matt Riddle? Yeah, and that was that was that was kind of a second string B plot fucking backup plan match, wasn't good it? Good match. It was a good match, but it wasn't Finn Balor doing what he had planned to do. This is Finn Balor just with an opportunity to execute some stuff. So yeah, no, I reckon <laughs> I reckon this is gonna be one hell of a match. I don't think those two would enter that match without it. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to from this. I'm expecting to beat the crap out of each other. To be fair, uh, yeah, Ilja Dragunov has a very hard hitting style. If you've if you have not seen any of his matches on the WWE Network um, or at Progress Wrestling or <laughs> in XWX or Riptide Wrestling or anywhere else that he's been wrestling, seriously, go out of your way to find him. Um, he is fucking phenomenal. Um, 
uh, there's nothing I can say. Um, from the moment he appeared in um, Progress Wrestling, uh, Chapter 76, um, Wembley, to the moment he has fought Cara Noir last year, he has been on fire. His match with Cesaro at NXT Cardiff is something to seriously write home about. Even his normal matches on NXT UK steal the show whenever they're the main event, and there is a reason that they are always the last match you see before an NXT UK pay-per-view or before they change arena. It's because he's always the fucking main event on NXT UK at the moment um, when they do live shows and take four shows in a row. Um, so, yeah. I love Ildred Dragunov, and Finn Balor versus him is going to be great. Um, let's move forward. Uh, do we need to do a quick recap of AEW and the matches on there? Uh, yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, so... Santana on Ortiz versus Kenny Omega and Haman Adam Page versus the Young Bucks versus the Best Friends with Freshly Squeezed Orange Cassidy. Anything you remember from this match at all? The stupid spot we talked about earlier, not worth standing. Pretty much. Pretty much cool. what I remember. <laughs> Eight man suplex. Um, Orange Cassidy, the deciding factor. Um. There's a bit of there's a bit of foreplay between Hangman Page and Kenny Omega that leads to um, that leads to Kenny Omega favoring the Young Bucks in some of his team up moves and Hangman getting slowly more and more depressed. Apparently, um, Hangman left the Elite um, like the week before on social media, and they didn't bother to put that on the show. This seems like a. Um, he left. He left the elite on on being the elite. Yeah. So, yeah, but they haven't put it on the main wrestling show, which they should because not everyone watches being the elite. Well, exactly. Which apparently, is where they put all their character development. Apparently. Which well, is probably I not ref- the way to do it. Yeah, I refuse to do that. I refuse to be beholden to them. They already take two hours of my fucking life a week. Why? Should the relevant plot points to that be amongst fucking skits about skits about Luchasaurus and fucking and fucking Luchasaurus teaching Marco Stunt to shower and fucking <laughs> I'm not even joking. Um, you know full well that's the kind of shit that's on there. Or no, I've not watched it. I've not watched any of them. Yeah. Why should you have to, though? Why should you have to spend your time doing that? There's already an hour of AEW Dark. You're watching this TV show on a paid TV channel. Why? Why would you? Um, I I completely agree. Fuck it. Um, anyway, it looks like they were trying to explain some of this away by having this, um, this whole Young Bucks, um, Adam Page divide going off. It worked to some degree, but it was very New Japan Pro Wrestling in how that story was told. Um, Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega do win. Um, the books aren't happy with Adam Page um, with Hangman Adam Page after the match. They talk to Omega, point the finger at Hangman because they did most of the heavy lifting um, to get to the pin, and Hangman took the opportunity and pinned. Um, yeah, it was all right. Um, Cody came out dressed as Tommy Vasetti. A lot of people say that he was dressed like Scarface. 
I completely disagree. I reckon it was Tommy Vassetti from Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Um, seems oh, much I more of his like Miami Vice kind of thing going off. But... Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a mix, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's all just white suits. <laughs> so it could have been any of those things. Um, he did. He did his MJF promo. The only real thing that was it of note on this was that MJF appeared on Rosie O'Donnell in the nineties, and oh my god, he's so cute. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, I can't. I can't understand why he would call that out. But when I did YouTube it, it was hilarious. And um, you know, if I was going to, you know, do a sci-fi, do a sci-fi skit about MJF, I'd probably make him have the voice of a small child as a result. It's almost like I saw it come in. Anyway. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Joey Janela cut a promo. No one cared because it was Joey fucking Janela and he still lives with his mum. Um, Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> no one cares. Brandy Rhodes was in the ring for fuck's sake. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck her. Um, do you think we sound... No, no, she wasn't in the ring. Um, it was Kong. Do we sound a bit too anti-AEW? Because I don't... Like, this... It's just not very good. That's all. It's not that I hate AEW or I'm against Indy Wrestling. I'm, I'm like, one of the biggest advocates for AEW. You can go back in our archives at anchor.fm forward slash jfabe and hear me be that. But... Now it started, you just like, yeah, fuck it, it's shit. <laughs> it's... I'm, I'm just losing interest all the time. Like... It's a it's yeah, a chore. I mean, it's my biggest uh, chore of the week is watching AEW at the moment. Had it on the TV. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I, I can't really watch it. Watch it like I sit there and watch it spot to spot. I literally do, and sometimes I fall asleep and I have to rewatch it. It takes. I come in after work six o'clock on a Thursday because I'm in the UK. It's late. I put it on and. I've usually finished by about half eleven. Right. Takes a whole that's, fucking that's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Just drifting in and out of AEW all night. <laughs> yeah, it's like a fucking fever dream where nobody does any promos. Well, except I Cody. And watch it normally. But now he's yeah. given up. No, no, no. Leams, Leams all for AEW. Thinks it's the best thing on, best wrestling on TV. Well, that's because it is. But right. only if you, you know, not watching NXT. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Sammy Guevara faces John Moxley. Um, went on for too long. Um, I enjoyed it. It was one of the matches I did enjoy. Sammy Guevara's got a lot of promise. Um, he's not there yet, and you certainly shouldn't be lasting longer than about six minutes with John Moxley, but they dragged it out for about 15. Um, it's not necessary. Um, you don't have to 50 50 book Sammy fucking Guevara against John Moxley. It was 50 50, and yeah. that, that did not sit well with me. Um, didn't make any sense. Yeah, he's not a wrestler. He doesn't need to be there. Why would you 50-50 book Sammy fucking Guevara? I don't understand why you would. Other than... yeah, Even Jericho shouldn't be shouldn't be seeing the logic in that. But of course, Sammy Guevara will be in charge of his own fucking booking because 
It's ran by Tony Khan, and the guy's a fucking money mark. Um, MJF, The Butcher, and The Blade with the... Oh, yeah. Um, John Moxley wins. Oh, yeah, John Moxley doesn't get stabbed in the eye. Yeah, gets stabbed in the eye. Jurassic Express are going to face Jericho next week. That's it. MJF, The Butcher and The Blade, and with The Bunny, um, and Wardlow versus Dustin Rhodes, QT Marshall, and Diamond Dallas Page. Um, So the actual people fighting this match were MJF, The Butcher and The Blade, by the way. Um, I know that's really confusing because there are five people who came to ring for that team. Um, this was an alright bit of nostalgia, wasn't it? It was alright. Nice to see DDP a few diamond cutters, but other than that, it's pretty terrible. Um, hard to watch. I think the hard to watch element, though, is of course um, just the pure greenness of um, the MJF side here, is it not? Um. I mean, MJF himself is fine, but the Butcher and the Blade? They're not used to television to that degree, I don't think. Um, and that shows in a lot of their work. They're often stood directly in front of cameramen. Um, you know, you can you can see entire exchanges where one of them's, like, all you see is their foot in the foreground. The Blades, Blade used to be on um, Impact TNA. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's used to cameras. Like, it might be used to the potatoes that they record it on. Like, you know, the webcams on a stick or whatever. <laughs> what, that show looks fucking cheap, mate. Alright, mate. Proper I mean, down. at the moment, the only good thing about it is the pay-per-views, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I'd, I'm not a big fan of Impact. I don't know if I've ever made that. don't think you have, really, no. Oh, okay. No, I, think, I don't think you've ever gone on record saying how much you hate Impact. So the other week they sent out a tweet saying what would it take to watch Impact Wrestling to make you watch Impact Wrestling um, and I responded with to not feel dirty every time I fucking watch it. Like literally. I just feel filthy whenever I watch it. They call their women knockouts for fuck's sake. Oh yeah, they're still doing that, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. That is a shame. So, um, on to the next match. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I want to say big props to Diamond Dallas Page for managing to advertise his own yoga service for several minutes <laughs> during the build um, and subsequent stuff going on in that match. Um, but also, as a 63-year-old man doing a front flip off a fucking... Uh, to the outside, absolutely great. And also... I personally want to thank him for being a legend and also not putting himself over in this situation. MJF, um, the Blade, and the Butcher, rightfully so, won. Um, I don't think the match was necessarily great. I don't support MJF, the Blade, and the Butcher necessarily, but my simple thoughts are if you have somebody who's that much of a veteran in the ring at that age, they do their spot, they get the pop, and then they fucking lie down. And he did exactly what he should be doing, or at least QT Marshall did it for him. So, I don't know, kind of a bit sweet, but yeah, no, they should have lost that match, and I'm quite pleased with that result. Moving on to the best match of the evening. 
Pack and Darby Allen. Pack is often the MVP of any promotion he's in. Um, Jay, go. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, <laughs> it's definitely the best match of the evening. Um, mm. Darby Allen had a really good showing against Pack. Obviously, Pack being the veteran, Darby Allen being someone who hasn't wrestled as long as him, um, mm-hmm. but was able to hold his own. Um, yeah, I mean, Darby Allen's size kind of makes him the permanent underdog, doesn't it? Yeah, but this is one of the reasons why they need to get a mid-card title, because he could definitely be the top of that mid-card. Mm. I think it's hard to justify a mid-card title, though, when like the only genuine heavyweight on your fucking roster is Chris Jericho. Like, I mean... Jake Hager hasn't had a fucking match. Um, who else is who else is above two hundred five in that fucking promotion at the moment? The Butcher, Moxley, Moxley. above two hundred five. Yeah, Moxley. Yeah, the Butcher and um, Moxley. Anyone else? Um, <laughs> Justin Rhodes, Cody the- Rhodes. Um, is Cody? He's he's on the cusp, is he not? I thought it was like I thought it was. He can't be a pound over two twenty dripping wet. Well, anyway, this match they went though, didn't they? they yeah. Fucking, they they went. Yeah, Just I mean to the outside using the stairs, using the outside really well. I love um, I love great shot and drop kick from the top. Yeah, I I absolutely love how Pac uses the ring. Um, he absolutely belts people into turnbuckles. He always comes off his feet when the ring is used as a weapon against him. He just everything that happens with Pac in a ring looks like it fucking hurts, and that's why I love Pac. That's why I I would even go so far as to say. Pound for pound, probably the best wrestler in the entirety of AEW at the moment. And also from the UK. <laughs> from Newcastle, actually. Surprising. Um, but yes, no, entirely <laughs> correct. Newcastle on time. Um, yeah, the guy is phenomenal. Um, Pack did a lot of heavier of the heavier lifting here. It shows he can be a big guy in a small guy's world um, if he needs to be, um, as equally as he could be a small guy in a big guy's world. Um, there was a nice little oh, spot. Yeah, yeah coffin drop into the into the German suplex. Is that where you go? Yeah, it? yeah, coffin yeah. drop German suplex. Absolutely fucking brutal. Um, shows that these two performers have sat next to each other and discussed what what they were going in the story they were going to tell. Um, I think a lot of that is kind of a lot of that is kind of driven by Pack, um, who is an, a consummate storyteller. He's he's told stories with some of the best people in the entire business um, over his few years in the Indies. Yeah, I, I can't argue. I can't argue. Um, ending the show on an interview segment. Um, of course, Tony Schiavone joins Pac um, after his inevitable victory. Um, they have a chat. Not really. <laughs> he sort of grins at him, says some words, and he's like, oh no, we've got to go to the back. It's like, all right. Mm. 
Um, we see Moxley being loaded onto um, an ambulance. So really, this was just to tell the audience that what they were seeing was live, was really why they were doing that. Um, and then they say next week's broadcast, blibbity-blah, flibbity-doo, poppity-ping. Um <sighs> Which was the better show? NXT. How do you think the two did in ratings? Um, I think AEW won by quite a lot. Yep. Um, I mean, part of that is probably due to um, the... Probably due to the free nature of um, AEW. Um, especially in the UK, if you're bringing in international buys to that. But you've also got the fact that the WWE network is so ubiquitous and on-demand programming is usually the preferred method. A lot of people don't necessarily need to watch live. Um, but I'm not being an, a, um, an NXT apologist in this, in that I think AEW's, their, their, their hype game has been on and the promise of their product is phenomenal. Um, so yeah, interesting, interesting place for it to be. What do you think about the numbers overall, though? Because um, I mean, we're now looking at 1.5 million people um, consecutively over the last two weeks um, watching wrestling on a Wednesday in America. Um, and that's just live. That doesn't take into account the plus five or the plus seven. Um, it was like two mil, wasn't it? Like uh, yeah, if you count in those those elements as well. But yeah, well, actually, yeah, you'd be looking at about maybe 1.7 million. Um, ratings Wednesday. Let's get the exact um, numbers in. Rating Wednesday Night Wars. There we go. Um, somebody has removed all of the ratings. Um, Wednesday night. Excellent. Ratings. Ah, cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, last week we were looking at um, we were looking at nine four seven. Um, on XT's on AEW side against NXT seven two one, um, that's hundreds of thousands. Um, it's fairly good, fairly good. Um, the week after that, fifteenth. Um, sorry, fifteenth. Um, flying by the seat of our pants, ladies and gentlemen. Fifteenth. Um, when Wednesday. ratings Jay say something interesting well if you've enjoyed this episode please let us know on Twitter um, <laughs> yes I am available as not a time duke um, that is at not a time duke and hey, Jay I am not a robot that is at I am not a robot um, and of course the O's in robot are replaced zeros. by zeros um yeah it's almost identical um in regards to the two um nxt was down 2.9 percent as that had 700,000 average viewers 
um, exactly on the button, whereas the final rating saw Dynamite having um, 940,000 average viewers down from 0.7%. Um, now, I think we say a lot of bad stuff about, NXT, um, about AEW on this show, as we have previously said a lot of things about Raw and SmackDown on this show. I will say... Do these numbers feel deserved, or do they? Because I think that both these shows are of a high enough quality that those numbers should be higher, and much higher than where they are on Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> like, I don't think these numbers are reflective of quality. Definitely not. Um, I mean, if, you, if you're looking at Raw this week, they they've made. Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy, the tag team champions within that faction, when AOP are the tag team. Yeah, I mean that's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um, that's Paul Heyman all over. Um, uh, on Twitter, I've seen people asking what you would name um, those the, those guys as a stable. How would you? What, what would be your name? The outer circle. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I was gonna go for three wrestlers and Seth. <laughs> okay. Three wrestlers and Seth. Yeah. Um Yeah, I think that pretty much covers it. Um anything else we need to talk about today? No, I think we've uh, covered that one, mate. Yeah. I think that's that's uh, that's that's it, everybody. Uh, hope you've enjoyed the episode. <laughs> haven't haven't really missed anything at all. Don't you think? Um. Well, I think there's there's one thing left to do, really, isn't there? You're right. Wherever you go, there you are. I think that's it. You want to play Where the Fuck is Taz, don't you? I kind of do want to play Where the Fuck is Taz. Mm. Uh, we are contractually obliged by the people who own JFabe to continue doing um, Where the Fuck is Taz on a weekly basis. Um, I am not the biggest fan of Taz at the moment, as he choked me out um, back in the archive two episodes ago when we were doing our preview show for um, NXT UK I have been given some music which will summon Taz um, I am going to play that and then get the fuck out of Dodge um, I'm going to go make myself a drink and fuck it, Taz will close up the show alright cool Bye, everyone. Where You should care more, Jay. <laughs> <laughs>
a garden On the floating venues Such a different place A commentator smack down Where the fuck is Ted? Where the fuck is Ted? Where on earth can it be? Where the fuck on earth can I be? Where the fuck can I be? Where the fuck is Ted? Hey everyone, it's me, Taz, decided to beam in here, get talking about it. Hey Jay, how you doing? I'm good mate, how are you? Yeah, I'm okay, which one return my calls and now I, I beamed in when I heard my music, I've been waiting in orbit. Um, kind of so, did choke him out though Taz. I know, um, I, I just want to say that I, I apologise. That Rich made me angry enough for me to choke him out. I can't really apologize as it does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, if you say so. I mean, you just kind of said it's Rich's fault, but well, I'm to go with that. It's fine. <laughs> what else am I supposed to say? He, you know. He did things that we're not going to discuss until a dramatically relevant time um, that may or may not have changed, or may or may not change your opinion on him. Um, and also, everything that's happening now is his fault. Absolutely everything. Right. But hey, something that was done to me was my, me getting a new job. Totally got a new job with AEW. Got a new job with AEW. Finally paid off all my hard work. I, you know, I had to turn up to two shows, um, in order to show them my commitment. And I was on dark. And then I was also, I was also on another dark. And I showed up to them both. And then Tony Khan was like, "Yeah, that's the only thing that I need from you, Taz. Just, just totally join my crew." Um, you can ride. You can ride with. You can ride with Chris Jericho if you want. I was like, no, I want to go for Chris Jericho. Um, that's absolutely cool. He was like, no, no. If if you you can you could be the captain of Chris Jericho's cruise ship. And I, I was like, no, no, I don't want to be captain of Chris Jericho's cruise ship. Just don't even send me a ticket. Actually, don't send me a fucking ticket. Um, so I didn't get a ticket. So yeah. Cool. Can't you just like beam on there? Uh, that's my plan, actually. Um, you, you, you pretty much, um, yeah, you pretty much predicted where this was gonna go. Oh, cool. Okay. So it saves us a lot of time when you think about it. We're being efficient today. We're being efficient, Jay. Um, so about about what we talked about the other day. Um. Have you supplied some DNA for me? Do you, do you, do you have any DNA down around you? Just some DNA you're not using? A little bit of DNA? Uh, I thought about it. It's a bit strange. Well... Do you want my DNA? Well, yeah, but, but it's just... It's, it's, it's a compassion drug test. Right. Tony, Tony Khan. Like... like I am totally just like, I'm in like, I'm in like crazy heroin. Crazy space heroin. Yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah, 
I got a real, I got a real, I got a real late 21st century Dr. Pepper addiction as well, um, to just kind of get me, pick me up. So, yeah, no, I just need to test for, test for, test for drugs. That's all it is, Jay. And I know you're clean. Cool. Um, Where do you think I'll find some of Richard's DNA? I'm in his, I'm I'm in his studio now. Uh, I'm going to have a look. Um, Ooh, a comb. Yeah. That's good. Just gonna put that. Ooh, flash sticks. Ooh, that's cool. Ooh, ooh, I'm not, I'm not touching that. Nope. I'll just go with the flash sticks. Okay. So, doing a little bit of where the fuck is test today. Jay, are you ready to play where the fuck is Taz? I'm ready to play where the fuck is Taz. Before we start, you, you haven't been playing this with anybody else, have you? Because um, that would just break my heart. It would just break my little heart. Um, there was this thing that happened last week. It was it Corey? Yeah, it was, it was definitely Corey. Fucking hate Corey Graves. Oh, I fucking hate Corey. Don't worry about it. He's a fucking dick. Yeah, Such no. I was I was just testing you, Jay, because I know Rich would have lied. I knew it happened. I listened to it on the archive at Anchor.fm for his last TV. Is that right? Yeah, no. You told me the, you told me the truth. So you passed. You passed. Well done. So okay, gonna gonna give you gonna give you three clues. Um, now I know you're a fan of British wrestling, so this may or may not interest you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. There we go. <coughs> yeah, let's let's do this. This northern English city is served by five universities. I'm pretty sure this section just shows how stupid I am. Let's go into the, let's go into the countdown. <laughs> that was that, that was only the first clue. We can. We oh, okay. Can, there's another clue coming. There's another oh, cool. clue coming. All right, Taz. Let's uh, do that. Okay, okay. This city was known for developing from the decay of the post-industrial era to, era to become a telephone banking center connected to the electronic infrastructure of a modern global economy. Great clue, Taz. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I like to keep things relevant, Jay. like to keep things relevant. And oh, yeah. I don't know where the button is to do the countdown on Rich's crazy Linux PC. He likes Linux. It's a it's a continuing reference that we that we sometimes mention on this show. So yeah, and that is a thing. Just gonna pretend the countdown's in there, and then after fifteen seconds, just gonna ask you the third clue. Are you ready? I'm ready. This northern English. <laughs> has given birth to given rise to many great superstars including a wrestler that you have talked about today okay where's the count now um, it's, it's in your imagination jay oh dunk, 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 dunk. newcastle 
No, try again. Uh, I'm in Leeds, Jay. Who the fuck's from Leeds that we spoke about? Jack well, Gibson. Alright, oh, yeah. yeah. Zach Gibson, Liverpool's number one. Oh, he's actually from Liverpool. Oh, <laughs> that would have been embarrassing if you'd have got him right. Oh, that's, that's funny. That's funny. We're hilarious. Oh, we, should, we should have our own show. Totally, totally to introduce you to indie wrestling one time. Oh, indie wrestling! I don't know much indie wrestling. I've done, I've done AEW. Like that's the most indie thing that I've ever seen, um, apart from Impact. But Impact wasn't really wrestling. So, like, I'm, I'm just open to anything. Cool. Um, I'm gonna get some, some videos together, and we're gonna. We're gonna go over them and then. Uh, you want to jump on this yeah. whole YouTube thing? Yeah. Oh, uh, I know a guy who has a channel. Um, yeah, yeah, Jay Fabes, the way to go. I think, I think we can. Yeah, no, I'm totally into that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think we got a plan. Um, shall I play it out? Shall I play it out? I found that, found that button. Found that button. Press that button, Taz. Showing light. Jane Taz. Just Jane Taz. Yep, Rich is, <laughs> Rich is downstairs hiding. So, G, what do you got planned for this week? Anything, anything going on? <laughs> nothing. Nothing going on. Fair. Nothing. I'm, I'm talking. Oh. Uh, I'm, to, I'm talking. The weekend, though. Oh, uh, I'm going on the weekend. Around. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have Royal Rumble weekend. Oh. Oh, it's like that, is it? You're more than welcome to drop by if you want to. Maybe I will. Alright. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll drop right by. Tell Richard what I really think of him. Does that make your party super uncomfortable? Well, probably. Very right, uncomfortable when I don't get invited to your party in the first place, Jay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's showing light for this week. Don't forget to subscribe. We are available at showing light. JF and shut up. You have anger issues, bold bastard. <laughs> Coming from you, mate. <laughs> Don't even check you out. I have your pee now. That means I'm, you're practically my slave. Showing light. What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Please do remember to subscribe, leave a review on Anchor. Um, that's anchor.fm forward slash jfabe. You can also find us on Spotify, on iTunes. You leave us an iTunes review, you'll be my best friend. 
um, if you leave us iTunes review more people can find us and then more people can join the showing light revolution you can contact myself at time Duke chairs that is at time Duke chairs that is on Twitter you know he's getting in touch with me as long as I'm not talking to my girlfriend um, seven of nine and of course Jay Jay's doing his thing as well he's available at I am not a robot um, you can also tweet the channel tweet the channel that is at jfabe podcast that is on twitter everything's on twitter nowadays all of my conversations are on twitter this conversation is happening through a robot that i program to talk when i tweet at it that is how the future works um oh also jh jh leads everybody jh leads j he thought that gibson was from Leeds. He's from Liverpool. Why would you say anything else? <laughs> J.H. Leeds, everybody. J.H. Leeds. Shout out to Mitch. Uh, shout out to Mitch. You have been a good friend for quite a long time. Um, do you, you have a friend called... Oh, you know Mitch. It's yeah. a very small multiverse. Could it could it mean something or is it a red herring? This is JFay bitch, you never know. Could mean anything. Just just totally just throw storylines out there like it's it's twenty twenty twelve. And run out of things to say. Okay, bye. Bye everybody. <laughs> yeah, I think that went really well. That went really well, G. Really yeah, yeah, totally, totally went well. Oh, is he gone? Who's gone? Taz. Well, obviously, oh, yeah, Taz, 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 yeah. Taz is already gone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Taz is... Yeah, oh, fair play. Like a minute ago. Did he... Did he while, oh, okay. Sorry to leave you waiting, mate. I just... You know, I, you know I can't be in the same room as him. Um... Did we? Did he remember to make? Because I left him a note. Did he remember to? Did he mention the note? What note? Son of a bitch! I told him to mention that it's the Royal Rumble, and next week we'll be doing some Royal Rumble post stuff. Um, definitely get in contact with us over the Royal Rumble because we might be tweeting throughout it. All of those kind of things. No, that never happened, mate. Um, what a yeah, fucking so dick! Seriously, do that. He chokes all over Twitter chokes me the fuck out and then yeah and then like doesn't even read my fucking note after he apologized he totally he totally plugged um j for us though and himself oh that's good of him that's good of him yeah yeah did he mention my twitter um i don't think he did Son of a bitch! Oh. Right, I am at not a time duke. <laughs> Jay <laughs> is at I am not a robot. You oh, replaced you the O's with zero. You, you oh. Yeah, you mentioned mine. Yeah, of course he fucking did. Fucking did. You know <laughs> he hasn't even added me. And Jay Fabe. He's not oh. even following me. Really? Yeah. What a dick. Like it won't even follow. No, I like Taz. Good guy. Good guy, Taz. Right, That's my yeah. issues though, but he's all right. Keep on kissing his backside, mate. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah so get in contact with us on Twitter um, obviously feel free to watch us live tweet you'll probably see us um, we will throw the hashtag jfabe at the end of our tweets in fact no that seems really self promoting we will not do that um, although we might occasionally hashtag seek the glove 
tell you what hashtags we're using. Um, so that'll do. Um, anything else, Jay? No, I think um, the end of the show already happened, mate. And I think you just missed it. Just missed it, right? Yeah. yeah. Fucking finishing my show and everything. What dick. And another thing about Cody. His promos are over top all the time. Yeah. All the time. Fucking all the time. It's like he had one. Another reason why he's going to be leaving the Dark Order because he pushes everything to be this face. And Mm. he's so over when he turns heel, it's going to create a massive buzz around AEW. Yeah, it is. And the thing is, he had one big hit with the whole. I need my older brother thing. You remember that, yeah? Yeah. yeah. He had that one big hit. Really emotional promo, but even then I thought it was a little bit twee. But I thought, fair enough. So he's learned that he can subtly crack his voice a little, so now he just uses it to build every fucking feud. It's like... And if he tells about how it was undeniable... Like, uh, how he went from unfucking desirable to undeniable again. And they don't fucking kick his head in. First off, a stupid little thing where he was like, did you see that thing on Dark where it was all like, Aubrey, she she was undesirable and now she's undeniable. Where yeah, yeah. Aubrey talks for 10 minutes about how she fucking, she had a tryout in WWE and they were like, no, thank you. At that point, at this point, she has been a referee for less than three years. that's not undesirable you're just not ready yet love right and in regards to Cody being undesirable he was trained by WWE Performance Center he was given constant TV time at a time when the company had a roster that was twice the size of AEW's constant weekly TV time he had several gimmicks thrown at him as attempts to get him over I don't think that's undesirable they were quite happy to continue. He just didn't like his fucking gimmick. Yeah, I think he just bitches and moans way too much about WWE. He needs to get over it pretty fast. Pretty fucking fast. Um, I had the final word, Taz. You dick. <laughs> Have you hit stop? <laughs>